Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. And welcome back to All Out West. And what an amazing week in the A-League. And I wish I spell-checked and grammar corrected my intro. So, big week in the A-League. Sydney managed to beat Sydney. The Jets uh, and Bulls drew. Adelaide edged out CCM. And a couple games were postponed due to the extreme weather condition. And what's that? We're going to win the league. We will talk about that a bit later in more detail. I'd like to introduce this week's panel. This week we have Kelsey, Jay, and Leb. What's the highlight been this week, guys? Uh, Leb, you go first in your FFA Cup gear. Uh, it's, from, it's from when we lost. From when we lost. It was old Marco. Gave me the shirt. But a um, couple of highlights for me. Just a quick shout-out to Liverpool, to being Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. And the other two highlights of the two wins. Yeah. Jay? Yeah, my my highlight was uh, staying top of the table. Uh, obviously, the Liverpool Cup win. Um, that's why Kelsey's not here. He's uh, Sorry. Uh, Kelsey's right here. here. He's and don't associate with yeah. me Kelsey ever. Sorry, I just... I don't... All London clubs to me are the same. I, I, they're all shit. So. It's like you Northern clubs uh, are all the same. London scares yeah, anyway for the time being, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, good to see us stay top with the game in hand. Um, go to was a nine, two, and three, which I didn't think would happen. Um, you know, nine wins at this stage of the season, I'm right with. So hopefully, we can keep it going and stay top. Yeah, Kelsey, how you travel? My highlights are clearly the two wins. Uh, speaking of two of those three losses, by the way, just to add to your point, there were COVID affected games too. One was when we, the squad was running with COVID and one was the game directly after we recovered and had a month off mm. and hadn't really been training. So that's just interesting to note there. And um, look, Arsenal keep winning, so they're doing well. And uh, Rangers knocked out Dortmund. I'm cool with that. Mm. Not mad and, at uh, it. Life after and also CBT, Leafs. they're still doing all right. Yeah, and Leafs. Oh, yeah, Leafs winning 10-7 against Detroit. They actually outscored the Super Bowl. How good is that? With Leafs fans. I'm, yeah, unfortunately, I'm Detroit, but I have not followed it since Pavel Datsuk was the captain, which probably would have been about eight years ago. So <laughs> That was a few yeah, years ago. But... but yeah, um, do you guys want to get into the, something a bit more relevant with a club update? Yep. Okay, so we only don't have a lot to talk about in the club update section. Uh, club update section, but I listened to the presser earlier today, and there's a lot of good information. I, lo- I really like how the club is posting it on their YouTube channel. And as it stands, Western United have won more games, amassed more points, and performed better than all of last season. This was raised by Joey Lynch in the post-game presser, as I mentioned. Um, and Eloise, he responded with how he's addressed the physical side of it. So making sure that the, the team are well-versed in playing and all that jazz, but it was really a, put a focus on the mental state and not accepting easy excuses such as we had to play around, we had to travel, we don't have a stadium and stuff like that. Kelsey, what are your thoughts on this kind of uh, sports well, psychology it, thing? The mentality's clearly changed. I mean, last year away, we were woeful in any away game. Um, we didn't adapt to 
you know, sudden changes. You know, this year, outside of those two games I mentioned, real aberrations with COVID affected, we haven't really made any excuses when we have. You know, we've gone away with one. We've been home with one. We've played big teams in one. You know, the mentality is that they're, they're, they're focused on getting the win first. You know, most of our wins have been, you know, 1-0. They're just focused on getting the job done. Yeah. Any additions to that, guys? Yeah, I just feel that this season, the level of discipline is completely different. Like, the, as Kelsey mentioned, the mentality has changed within the club. Uh, it feels like Johnny has brought a real winner's mentality, even though he hasn't won anything as coach. We know what he's done as, as a player. He's got plenty of accolades there. So um, I just think it's been a really, really positive season, especially after the end to last season. And if we can keep it going, sky's the limit at the moment. Yeah, speaking of mentalities, I think the one mentality we haven't touched on is that of Joey Diaz, the immigrant mentality, because I think our our signings from overseas, Leo and Priovic, have been instrumental in our wins. Um, Even Rene Krins started and he's looking solid. So um, I I, I think it's um, – we didn't gel immediately, but the further we go into the season, the better we're looking, which is – what we were all praying would hope would happen. You know, we'd be hoping at this point we'd be scoring at least a couple goals a game while still winning, and it's happening. So um, if we keep on this path, I don't even think we've we've hit our peak yet. I'd say we're maybe 70% of the way there towards our peak. So let's keep going up. Definitely. Uh, I think there's a number of things to take away from that. It's just how he's come in and with Hayden Fox and really just – Stripped it back to the skeleton. This is what we do. We will. Uh, I think he's frozen this time. Yeah. Yes, it's not us. <laughs> the host who boasts the most roast. Look, oh, I think we'll just. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I hope I'm you back. just came in to hear that phrase. Yeah, I just heard boast the roast. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> is this a, are we getting carveries? Um, what's really funny is I actually upgraded my uh, internet today and have been having no interruptions all day. So enjoy. But yeah, yeah until now. as I was saying, yeah, we really like they've really put a lot of effort into that. And I think that's really paying dividends for us. I'm genuinely enjoying it. And I was actually Googling something at the same time to get our updated uh, March fixtures, but I hadn't pulled it up yet so just give me a second here we are would you like me to cover no. the injuries yeah if you could buddy all right i'll cover the injuries while you're getting that picture list up so um diamante and Payne were rested and alois was unable to confirm whether they'll be matching for this week's game i don't know what your thoughts but i think we're in no rush to bring them straight back in it's not like we're suffering without them being in the team at the moment may as well just let them get fit and well rested like this is the advantage of when you're winning games yeah completely yeah, agree. especially if you've got um players that are willing to step up to the plate like uh people like uh, dylan pariahs and and i think bayou as well stepped up to the plate in Payne's absence where they're not as good as pain but um Definitely, definitely not atrocious replacements, and we've still been able to get points without him and without Diamante. So, 
at least we know we can we can uh, fill those gaps. Well, you could make a claim for DP being at a similar level, especially after what we saw from him last season. But Bayou is fresh, and I've been really, really impressed by him. Yeah. yeah. I think DP struggled this season up until the last game. Um, I'd still pick Connor yeah. just because of, you know, year in, year out, he's a good player. But um, oh, yeah, definitely. definitely, obviously, DP is one for the future, and he might even be one for right now if Connor um, doesn't come back. Uh, and at his best, but you know, we'll see what happens. I suppose. Yeah, I, it's a time to prove themselves. Let's Lockie Wales and Dylan Price, in, and we'll get into this a bit more. But I, I dare say they're competing for the same role, that right wing. Because once Payne's back, because if you notice, they've been subbing in and out all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if Lockie wasn't performing by that sixty-minute mark, DP's on. Uh, so I reckon they're going to be battling for it, which is. <clears throat> which is interesting, but they're also close friends. So that'd be a really a, a weird environment, I think, to be honest. It just feels there's such a close-knit friendship within the squad with a lot of the players and that they are mm. a really close-knit unit. So that always definitely adds to results as well. You see teams that bond together, play well together. Yeah. That also, you know, that also comes back to um, a lot of the players have played together elsewhere, like Wenzel Halls and Young and, and the City Rejects that have turned into the Western... You know, Legends at the moment. So, yeah, that's and and you know, um, they're all pretty much, with the exception of our internationals, they're all A League mainstays, and you know, a lot of them are legends already, A League legends in their own right. So, you'd sort of expect that sort of ability to gel because they've all played each other. Look at Nikolai Popov Stanley; he's been around forever, and I think honestly, this might be one of his, if not his best season. I've not For seen while, him play this well in a hot minute. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. Do you think he's purely, like, playing this season to beat Durante's record? Like, as, No, I, uh, think he, I think he still had the legs in. I, I definitely mm. think that he was looking at that record and saying, I can beat it, I can play on. But I think even if he was 50, 100 games behind, he would have played on. Mm. Okay. Just a, well, just a thought. It would surprise me if he um, smashes Durante's record by a season yeah. or so. Yeah, I could see him playing on next season again. Yeah. Definitely. Especially if he keeps this level of fitness and um, and performance up. Definitely. Okay. I got the fixtures up. Let's get into that, guys. So Saturday, March 5th. So backstory here. The fixtures for March have just been released a couple of days ago, so we're going to go through them. So Saturday, March 5th, West United take on Newcastle Jets at Mars Stadium at 3.05, which is in Ballarat. I will be there. It'll be my 12-week-year-old daughter's First game, so that's going to be a fun one. Uh, Friday the 11th of March, we take on Sydney FC at Leichhardt Oval. So that's a Friday night, Again? 7.45. Yeah, it's, I feel like we just keep doing the same things, but it's all good. Um, yeah. Saturday 19th of March, we take on City at 7.45 at Amy Park, our home game. So that's going to be a good one. Uh, the following Wednesday, we take on Melbourne Victory at Amy Park, their home game at 7.05 on a Wednesday, which is a bit of a rough one. At least it's that, a better time than the Sydney SC game. Yeah, but that's one of like for a Victorian fixture, it's one of the better ones for the for the teams. Like you think they try to capitalize that at least get a Friday. Uh, and then Saturday, twenty sixth of March, we head down to Brisbane to Morton Daly Stadium to take on Brisbane Roar, and that concludes our March, which includes five games. So it's a pretty big march ahead. Um, do you guys want to get into the game review? 
Yeah. Sure do. Yeah, let's do this. Um, so, Would you like me to take care of this one? Oh, yeah. You do it. You go, big fella. I wrote this so terribly to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> Backing up a decent win and attendance a few days prior, 1,850 braved the warm weather to watch Western United take on Sydney FC on a Wednesday night. Wallace, what were your thoughts on the attendance and the way you wrote that? I was expecting you to announce it like I would. I thought I thought you were more of a character actor than this, so I'm a little bit disappointed. I give you about a B minus. Oh, I changed I, it I, purposely. No, no, I think it was a really good uh, turnout by our fans when on the three days prior we had over 3,000 people on a Sunday evening. So I'm a big shout-out to everyone that turned up on that day. I wasn't able to make it. Uh, but I believe, Lev and Jay, you guys were there. Yes, we were. I took the half-time <laughs> kick and hit the post, so I suck. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen that footage, we should roll that at the end of this episode. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah, if you've got, got a good laugh in there, yeah, chuck it on. No, I don't have it. I don't. No. Yeah. Honestly, to me, it was worth the $60 to see you hit that that post. <laughs> that 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 was brilliant. I, I, I haven't laughed like that in a while. My, um, my longer shot was better than my shorter one. The longer one, and, 10 more metres, that would have been in. Was, your penalty was perfect. The penalty, was, the penalty at the end was class. It was right in the bottom corner. But that second yeah. one, that was the one I wanted to hit. Oh, but well. anyway, um, back to the actual game. Um, Dan, that was rough getting to. You know, I, I knock off work at 3.30 and I just made it, you know, with about, I made it with about 20 minutes to spare, but... You know, not enough time to go home and get changed or, you know, think about our, our Geelong fans. There's no way they're going to be able to get from school drop-off pick-up into the game on time. I think a few did rock up maybe 30, 40 minutes into the game, but, damn, just an awful, awful time slot. Good because, you know, I, I liked it because I could get parking and I could drive home. I was home by 8 o'clock, 8.30, which was good, but that's pretty much the only positive out of that time slot. 5.25. Maybe even six thirty is like marginally better. Like it's still not ideal, but six thirty gives you know people an extra hour to get in, which does make all the difference. So yeah. yeah. Other than that, the um, you know it was a bit more of a chill atmosphere from the crew. Didn't chant as much because honestly, midweek I think we were all a bit tired. It was bloody hot, um, and honestly didn't have as many numbers as we usually would. But the atmosphere was still good. Um, Booed the living shit out of Max Burgess uh, to the point where I don't know if he flipped. Oh, it or don't stuff, continue! But don't continue there. No, 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 no let's, let's let's carry. We'll let's get let's get. We'll get we'll, All we'll right, get um, but yeah, other than we'll that, atmosphere, that. atmosphere was quite good. Um, yeah, it was actually quite a nice night. It ended up being to watch to watch some footy. Just wish it was a bit later on. Well, yep. with that, sorry, with Payne and Diamante out, Wales took a more midfield role with Bayou on the left wing of Price starting level. Sally, what are your thoughts on the changes? Uh, I was a bit sceptical at first seeing Bayou because this, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is his first start of the season. And last season, he didn't really catch the league a lot when he did play in those few games. Uh, he, did, he did, look, he played in our bad run. So that's one thing I will give him benefit But at the same time, when you look at those games, those games are not memorable at all. So it was it wasn't all his fault. But anyway, mm. that's not to the point of this. Um, I was a bit shocked to see him in the starting lineup, but he did really well. 
for not having game time. Um, sorry, who was the other one that came in as well? Uh, Wales took a midfielder and Pariah started. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, obviously will get to the game on the weekend, but had a better game on the weekend. But uh, I felt like he did really well midweek as well. Our first half was a little bit sloppy, uh, but that may have been down to our changes. But I feel all around the team was pretty well adjusted to the circumstances of the game. Anyone else want to add anything to that? Yeah, um, why didn't I would have started Theo Harris to be completely honest over uh, Bayou just because purely off his um, performances this season, he's definitely earned a start, um, especially you know after his cup game um, and just you know the substitutions. He's you know he's gone on and got a couple of assists, played some great passes. I think he's just uh, no offense to Bayou, but I think he's earned it a bit more, um, and I think. Pariah struggled a bit in that game starting. Um, sort of got into it more and more as the game went on, but, um, yeah, ran out of gas um, by about half-time, and I think he got subbed. And um, I, I just think it would have been better to have Thea Harris on. And I think we were missing pain more than we were Diamante just with the quality of crosses into the box. Bayou was good. He'd get the ball. He, you know, beat one or two, uh, but then there's just the final product, the end product really wasn't there from him, um, wasn't finding anyone in the box or um, he'd just get the ball nicked out of his feet before he could put in a good cross. Uh, that being said, we didn't see much of him the first half hour of or so because we got absolutely slaughtered by Sydney. Um, but I think he's more of an impact player than a starting player. But worth, worth um, seeing what happens, I suppose, trying him out. Yeah, I agree on that. I, I, in, I, I enjoyed watching Bayou more than Theo Harris, and I, I felt like Theo Harris squandered a couple of chances. And I know he didn't come in for as much time, but I, yeah, I, I I'm a little bit more pro Bayou at this point in time. Just I think that was a, a better thing. He's a, he's he's from our own NPL team. It's a, it's good to see him get those opportunities. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> Look at that. We're being mm. mature. Um, so. Now, Jay, I can finally get back to you here. So, Burgess was heavily booed during the game, as you alluded to. Um, your thoughts on this? Brilliant. Um, it's what football's all about, you know. Cast your mind back to some of the greats, like the Adebayo boos. Um, you know, it's I something you really guy. love. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, honestly, it might sound cruel, but I was hoping we'd get up by about two, three goals. And then Burgess would score and then try and silence us. That would have been fantastic. You know, we could have thrown some stuff on the pitch at a by all style. Um, would have been worth uh, giving away um, the clean he, he did. I don't know if he flipped us off, but he did at least waggle a finger at us. And um, we react definitely reacted to that, um, calling him a snake and everything else under the sun that I can't repeat on the podcast. But uh, not well, well liked part... by, um, not Sorry, well Jay, liked by West United about... and Wellington. Sorry, Jay. The best Sorry. part about that, though, was when he did waggle the finger, we scored less than a minute later. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 really I, I feel like the timing was just perfect. He really there was. He was letting us know. We're about to well. score one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think it might be a might be a uh, inside job, I reckon. Jay's conspiracy for the week. Max Burgess is still on under Western United contract, but... Um, he's a double agent. Nah. Nah, well, I'm not surprised. He snaked one club. He snaked us now. So at least he's hated by more than one A-League club. 
you know, by next next season he'll be at the Wanderers. But he legitimately left Wellington. Like he was under contract to us and then just refused to play. Like that's a completely different like bag of chips. You know what I mean? Like oh, he left us worse when he left Wellington. That's for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'll say there's a right way and a wrong way to leave the club, and he went about it the complete wrong way. You know, you look at all the other players who were left by mutual consent in that during that season. You know, it was a mutual discussion. They came to an agreement. They left on good terms. This was the wrong way. You know, I'm just going to refuse point blank to play unless you send me. And a lot of those players that have left, we still highly respect as well. And they're players that we still have spoken to since. We've seen them after yeah. games and they've still come over and we've still got a great relationship with those players. And it's not yeah. as if he, he's yeah. forced a, a move into Europe or something. It's a lateral move between A-League clubs. So, And so, a stagnant yeah. year as well. That's the main thing that was an issue. And he in, gave up yeah. a year of his career. Well, it shows because he prime just time. doesn't look as good. Mm. Mm. Pretty weak. Sorry, Wallace. Any final thoughts on it? Uh, we got the three points and that's all that matters. And he didn't. I like that one. So the game presented a more even uh, possession percentage for Western United with 45%. This was followed by 11 shots with five on target, ultimately the one deciding net with the assist king, Priovic, teeing up the informal sticker who left-footed the decisive goal for the game. Do we have footage this week? No, I do not have footage. I'll reenact it. I'll just say the back heel was phenomenal. No, over to this side. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we need an animation cool. department. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a um, um, yeah, good black back heel, and then pretty much just a pass into the net, really. Yeah. But they're the best. Like that's what good strikers do. They don't necessarily try and shoot the you know hell out of the ball. They just place the ball where it needs to go in the net. And like hats off. I mean, it was a good pass, but also um, Lustiger did that little side step to just give him himself the extra mm-hmm. space, and just had all the t- felt like he had. Ages and ages to like pass that ball into the net. Like that he goal could have felt taken too another thirty easy. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was like, how did we land Previch? He's been really good for us once he hit his um his physical fitness. Like, and I like that he's selfless. That for me is a big thing for a striker, not trying to just hog the goals. But yeah, yeah. On on that as well for his fitness, uh. It's beautiful after going from Barisha to Priyavich. Oh, yeah. Priyavich runs hundred, uh, you know, a hundred minutes. You know, he'll 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 run off the field, on the field, run around in the change room. He just does not stop running. He does not stop pressing, which is something we needed from Barisha that we never got. And um, it's actually so it's surprising nice because he's sorry, Joe. It's actually surprising because he is a bigger guy as well, and to see him running like that, it, you, you usually don't get that out of your uh, taller, stronger strikers as often. Yeah, and yeah. He, he defends well as, like, he defends well, like, he's good at it, he's got good ball control, like, I'm very pleased by his siding, like, when we weren't getting, he wasn't getting many minutes at the start, I was like, shit, have we got a dud? Like, I was a bit concerned, mm-hmm. and yeah, proofs in the output. I think it just shows yeah, we- that he wasn't fully fit when he came at the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't think he really had a preseason though. Like, he did come late. Yeah. yeah. Plus COVID. Especially COVID. Yeah. It was hard to get into the country at that point. So good to see all of our players now full, fully fit. 
Mm. Yeah. I, I like this season. There's no real, like, passengers, you know. The starting 11 each week seem to all be doing their job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, Wallace feels this game was a grind-out win, which shows that the grit and determination of the playing group, but it was not, but also advised that it was not the most enjoyable watch, but with three points, that's all that matters. Now, I was actually talking to Nick um, about the last game, and I was saying, like, I'd much prefer, like, this Aloisi brand where we're getting the wins and that to redound exciting football or getting hammered 5-0. What are your guys' thoughts? Results are key at the end of the day. Yeah. You win 1-0 yeah. every game, you win the league. Um, also worth mentioning, I think the games are boring up until we score. Then they tend to open up both ways a little more. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and pretend it's not exciting. Like, honestly, that game, the oh. Sydney game was quite boring up until Lustiger scored. And then it was sort of, all right, how are we going to defend here, you know? Or mm-hmm. how are we going to try and build on this lead? But until that deadlock was broken, um, yeah, it was... Not like honestly, we were a bit surprised up the other end because we couldn't really get a good look at what was happening. Then we saw the ball bulge in the back of the net, and it was it's like, oh, we've got a game on our hands here. Um, which you know, not the best way to play unless you're winning every week, which we are. So <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. But I am enjoying like the little, like the little tactical nuances that uh, we're, we're a much more tactically wise team now, and I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I want to. I want to. I want to weigh in on that. Just to, the the statement I made for like this game was, I think does it comes off a bit harsh, but it it wasn't our best game to watch. Was more so the point I was making, showing how we're we're getting more resolve as a team and locking into our foundations and fundamentals. But also on that note, um, I've lost where I was. Sorry. Carry on. No, look, I didn't see what you wrote here as a negative. I just thought it was a simple one. Like, I just want to like, not every yeah. not every game is the Sorry. most exciting game. It doesn't matter what team you support, what game you play, not every game is going to be an excitement one. You're going to have the occasional, you just got to grind out and get the three points. And that is a difference compared to this year. To last year, we couldn't have done any kind of grind out for three points. No. Nah. I, I, now I recall what we were talking about, grinding about three points. I, I think Rudan gets bogged down in these very complicated plays that you've really got to set up and put all this effort into. But as a overall 90 minutes aren't functional all the time. Like we saw with those offside traps and a few other maneuvers he's done against us with West Sydney Wanderers, where he's got these really good counter arguments to what we're doing, if you will. But you've got to be in that specific moment and specific time not to get pummeled. And I think that's why we last season ended that way because everyone worked out he's got a couple of plays and then follow your game plan. Do you guys want to move well, on to player I, I of think, the year? You uh, just to add to oh, it. Just, just quickly on the, on the Rudin, um, like best analogy for him, if he were a boxer, he would just be a brawler, you know. He, you know, um, he just throws caution in the wind, or it's and it's uh, get a you know, knock out or get knocked out, lose or get sma- uh, lose or you know, smash or get smashed. And we don't have that with um, with and Lewis is more like your Mayweather, you, def- you, you be tactically sound at all times, mm. you try not yeah. to get hit in the head. Yeah, and, and just to finish off that Sydney game, Aloisi and Corica. Corica said we smashed West in that first half hour. Aloisi said, yeah, we got smashed, but we stayed composed and then we got ourselves mm. back in the game and then we scored and then we won. And that's, you know, the progression. Rather than sort of shit the bed, they've reset over and over multiple times until they're back in it, score, move on, you know, mm. push forward. And that that's, yeah, like... Uh, Wallace said, I think, yeah, biggest night and day difference between our two coaches. 
Well, if it was last season, we would have been two or three down in the first 30 minutes and then the game would have been over. Yeah. yeah. We would have been sad walking home already. Oh, yeah, uh, leaving the ground leaving the ground at 6.30pm. <laughs> honestly, we'd be, probably be lucky to have three wins if we were still under Rudin. Yeah. No, I wouldn't but, say lucky because we do have a good squad, but who knows if we have the players that we do now if Rudin was still there. Yeah, and it's no hate on Rudin too, like... It's just, no. it's just a difference between the styles and it's working better for West United under the Aloisi style at the moment. Yeah, look, he had a great first season for us. He did really well for us in that first season and we, we won't forget him as our inaugural coach at the end no. of the day. But no. it was time for change and it shows that the changes paid off at least at this present moment. Yeah. All right, uh, player of the season time? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Kelsey, you want to do it or I do it? Oh, you can do it. Okay, so Kelsey did three to Listica, two to Young, one to NTS. Leb, you did three to Listica, two to Young, one to Leo. Jay, you did three to Young, uh, two to Listica, one to... Oh, no, sorry. I changed my vote for the next one. Yeah, no, I've got you. No, this, yeah, this one was all right. No, you're right. I have a comment uh, to make at the end of this one, though. Yeah. Jay, you did three to Young, two to Listica, two to one to Prio. Scott is abstaining from voting. Th- uh, I did three to Listica, two to NTS, one to Young. Are there any comments? Because we'll read. What I will say is, um, I do believe Scott is not giving Young any votes for this game. I have it on good authority, so that means Jay. I believe you are giving Young three for the rest of the season, regardless. Yep, I told Scotty he has to obviously look. I'm going to say on behalf of Scott, we're going to give no points to anyone, but we're going to add one extra point to Jamie Young because he's any of any everyone's votes, and he had to be. And Scotty's a fucking liar if he doesn't think he was the best three on ground for for Sydney. He was brilliant. He well, we all had him in the we all had him for two save. or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, and not, full to Scott. Scott was unable to make it, saying he's a bit busy, he couldn't do his vote. So we we take the piss a little bit, but yeah. We'll move on because we've got another Scotty, game. To... I'm, I'm just saying I'm going to set myself on fire in the middle of Amy Park if if Scotty keeps um, screwing around with, with the votes. He's playing with them, and it's not funny. This award means a lot. Bigger you still than won't have the heat on you like I did at Amy Park the other day. <laughs> well, look, I think Jamie Young's record speaks for himself. He's got the most clean sheets, and he's double his nearest rival in terms of clean sheets. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's stunning saves. Most saves. And we'll yeah, get more most saves that. too. We're going to get to the next game review, which I'm going to handle because I wrote it, so why not? <laughs> now, on Sunday the 27th of the 2nd, West United flew to our home away from home, Tassie to face a depleted Perth glory in front of 1,552 people. Straight off the bat, how good was active support? The Tassie service crew oh, and all the people oh. that showed up made noise. What did you boys think? I'm going to go with Jay. Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh, with the Tassie service crew? Yeah. I thought um, I believe they're actually uh, Devonport Soccer Club. I think a few of those boys were. So good to see them coming down, making the – I think it's about an hour drive for a game on a on a Sunday night. Um, I was just watching the TV, had the sound up for once, you know, I was actually paying attention. All of a sudden I hear Western. I'm like – you're kidding. No one made the trip. Like, and then it cuts to them, and it's a bunch of people I don't know. And that made me, made me feel brilliant. I thought, wow, we've actually rubbed off quite well. 
Um, you could hear him chanting, "We are top of the league" as well. Yeah. Um, so obviously they've picked. They've been watching the games on TV and picked up one or two chants. Um, they've still got a fair few more to learn, but um, good to know that you're having that sort of effect on, um, you know, a team that seems it's a bit more well, rural. Let's say you know they don't get much top flight action down in Launceston. Um, it's good to know that they're enjoying it and and getting on the bandwagon. It actually yeah. seemed more like a Western United home game by the amount of green and yeah. black in the crowd. Oh, what I enjoyed was the contrast on the TV. You'd see him go to the, you know, the, the Western fans, you'd see him loud and see, they'd go to the Perth fans and it'd just be some angry drunk guy just sitting by himself quiet. <laughs> a couple of a couple of things I want to add to that. One quick shout out to the main guy in the tie-dye shirt that was leading it all when we head down yeah. to Tassie. We want, we want to meet up with you and... Have a, have a good chat and give you a little bit of praise. But on top of that, uh, it shows that the fact that they're a community that has not seen an A-League game in, what, 10 months? And they came out that involved. They were singing chants. And look, they didn't have the variety of chants that we usually have, but they're not going to games all the time. They're not doing it week in, week out, or bi-weekly like we are, essentially. Yeah, give they're them, committed give this them to memory. Yeah, exactly. Um, give, give them give them some time, and they would be an amazing active sport. And I think it just shows more and more that uh, an expansion team in Tasmania would be a really good thing for the league. Uh, just quickly as well, there there have been a couple games there, um, just involving Perth, not us. So that was oh, yeah, er, early, yeah, earlier this week. Yeah, first, but first oh, that's a game in ten months. Yeah. That's our first game there in 10 months, and it's good to know that we've still got fans down there and it wasn't just, you know, a one-time or two-time thing. Yep. Well, just to cut in there, I think this proves that the Tasmania experiment worked. There are people that are engaged who want football there. And, again, we've talked about an expansion side there. I wouldn't be mad if a, a side started there and we had a really good friendly rivalry out of it because of the, the groundwork West United have done there. And it would be great to have that, you know what I mean, a bit of a thing. There'd be people there, the West United fans, be people like Hobart, whatever. Yeah. And we yeah. We almost make well, it like the victory Western rivalry, you know. Victory, we're here uh, before we were, and then we could go over to Tassie and be like, oh, we were here before you guys were, you know, that sort of <laughs> rivalry. I think yeah, it still would be great a little friendlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Now... With Payne and Diamante unable to play again, this saw Renee Krinmakey and Dylan Perez get their first starts for the season, with the latter sealing our win with his first goal. Did you think uh, Dylan Perez is jockeying for the left-wing role? Leb? Uh, I believe he played on the right. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Sorry, I've written this Yeah, terribly. I believe he played it. Yeah, yeah, it was him and Rizzo linking up in that Yeah, because Payne's, yeah. Payne's left. Sorry. I did this. Yeah, I had yeah. a big day. I had a big day. Yeah. Which means who was he replacing? Well, I think it was more of a switch. We usually have Lockie on the right. And I yeah, think the fact but that Lockie yeah. is over he, to the left. Yeah. My, what I meant was, is he working towards getting that right right wing role off of Lockie, who Lockie's typically had it this season? I wouldn't say he's working on getting it off him. I'd say there's just such a fluidity in our squad. And I'll get to the point in a sec. But. Um, all our players can play a number of positions. The, the main 
takeaway that I had from the game on the weekend was when we made our first couple of subs, we went from that three in midfield to the two in midfield, and we went to two up front and a couple of wide men. All four players up front, whether it was Wenzel Halls, Priovich, Dylan Prius or Lockie Wales were fluid with each other. And it's how you see a lot of good teams overseas, the Man City, the Liverpool, the Bayern playing, being able to have that fluidity in attack, that they're able to still keep that pressure and that momentum going. And it's not going and you're going to be able to go and press and move out of your position and it's not going to impact negatively on the structure of the team and the makeup of the team. So that was something that really, really impressed me. Something that I don't think you see in the A-League enough. Yeah, anyone else? I um, I don't think he's there yet, still in that role, but um, I think that was man and match performance for him, from him, to be completely honest. Good passing stats. I think it was 100%. You know, scored a goal. Um, with performances like that, he's definitely knocking on the door, but... Consistency is key when you've got a team of very consistent players. Yeah, look, I think maybe in maybe in his own mind, he definitely wants that spot. I mean, who doesn't want to be a starter? No one want, no one joins the squad to just be on the bench all the time. I don't think he's quite there yet, but you know, it's good that he's putting pressure on the starting to put pressure on the spot though, because competition breeds excellence. Yeah, definitely. The, the main thing is we have essentially two players for every position. And that's what you need if you want to be competing on all fronts. Yeah? Yeah. Now, to paraphrase John Aloisi, uh, sorry, I scrolled too far. Carry on, guys. My apologies. Uh, Perth Glory Perth Glory dominated play with 62% of possession and true to form, West United weathered the, the Glory's attack, choosing to punish Perth on the break. Do you think this play style was affected coming off the short turnaround time since the last game? Yeah. Um, it's rough when you give players like Fornaroli a lot of the ball, though. So you've got to be very careful. Luckily, we had some uh, – luckily, Topor and um, – and Leo were up to it, but you don't. You, you got to be careful, and you've got to counter well every time you're giving up sixty percent plus possession. There were a couple of uh, close chances for Perth in that game. I remember one in the first half. Clearly, the one where Neil Kilkenny actually came in, had to put a toe in at the last minute, facing his own goal, and got yeah. an amazing interception there. So. Um, I don't think it was just our centre-backs. Obviously, they played really well as well, but I think it was a whole... Getting to that discipline, it was a whole team effort and the whole team was disciplined. And we're, we're a collective of players now that want to be gritty, want to grind out the result. It doesn't always have to be pretty. Yeah. And look, to tell you the truth, use my view differently, but watching the game... At no point did I feel like like Perth were a, a threat to us. I felt like no matter what, we we're always going to end up winning, even if they had have scored a goal. It just seemed like we were going to get the three points, regardless of how much ball they had, and how many shots they had. It, it just seemed like we were going to get the way to win. Well, especially after the first half, we still had tons, tons more shots than them. I know it evened up a little bit more in the second, but they had the 60% of possession, but we still had almost 10 more shots than them in the first half. Not all of them on target, obviously. We were very efficient with the ball. Yeah, that shows our, account, our counter-revealing prowess. 
if if you look at those shots as well, I think it was we had a similar amount of shots, but I think all but like it was like almost like eighteen shots to sixteen or something. We had some crazy amount, like fifteen shots or something inside the box. Like Ooh. we were working the ball in a good positions every time. Or it was twelve to fifteen. Twelve to 15, 12 15 yeah. yeah. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. We had yeah, five on target, they had two. Yeah, and yeah. I think a, a decent Which... amount of those inside the box for us, whereas the, they were shooting from a bit more distance from a lot of the time. Um I just put that down to our midfield being better, uh, especially when structured defensively and you know, Neil Kilkenny corralling those uh forwards a lot of, of the time. And um We'll get to it probably, but um, Nikolai getting a bit adventurous and snuffing the ball out a bit early and going on a little adventure down the field. It's doing a bit of uh, dull just, the there. <laughs> well, we're actually just about to talk of that, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll set it up. You you elaborate further on it, uh, Jay. So Breivich scored his fifth goal and opened the scoring in the 37th minute with an assist from NTS. I think NTS could have pretty much got this goal. But I did feel the whole execution of this, it felt really like haphazard. I felt like it was going to be Benny Hill over the top. If someone released that with <laughs> Benny Hill over the top, I'd be like, that makes perfect sense to me. I'm surprised someone uh, Jay. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it yeah, later. Well, Caleb hit the nail on the head. Um, earlier this week, you saw uh, Joel Mateep go on a run for Liverpool, who's a big, you know, lumbering centre-back. And then when Nikolai started doing the same thing, I was like, Geez, maybe we've maybe there's a new you know formula. Maybe getting your forward, your centre backs up, you can catch them off guard, and we did. You know, I think they didn't expect Nikolai to make that run, and um, you know when you've got all your attacking players peeling off the other defenders, it give it gives your centre back a chance to run. It's only you're you're more vulnerable at the back, so you've got to just make it worth it. And um, they did. It was it was a bit haphazard, and um, the ball did pinball around, but. Eventually, I think um, top or nutmeg the last defender straight through to Prio and clean finish. Cleanest finish you'll see. Bottom corner, no chance for the goalie. Yeah, yeah but again, he didn't overhit it. He just simply got it to where it needed to be. He just placed it into that corner. It was a yeah, pretty much side netting. Yeah, but not that. Yeah. Not even that powerful. He's the, he's the excellence of execution in my eyes. He knows. What to do? Oh, without the tapping out in his hometown. <laughs> As Andrew Tran calls him, the fake Latin. I, I just clinical, clinical. Yeah, he's he's, he's great to watch. Um, now, in a breakout display, and this is the other goal. Garuccio runs the gauntlet of Perth defence and crosses the ball across the box to a hungry Dylan Price, who lays it into the bottom left corner. It was utterly beautiful. We, we've talked about Dylan Parais a little bit, and we'll talk a bit more about it in a second, but how much has Garuccio slotted into our uh, our system here? Like, the first couple of games was a bit shaky, but I, I felt he was doing well. But the Scorpion kick aside, he's been crucial to our defensive line. He's getting an attacking. Does anyone have anything you want to say about the Garouche? I love yeah, I... that. That pass by him was excellent. Sorry to cut you off there, but... That pass, no, like, that was excellent. And even the ball by Kilkenny to him through the lines, like, yeah, it, it was just brilliant. But Garuccio, I, nearly, I don't know if – I don't think I did, but he nearly got my one vote. Like, he's just impressing me week in, week out. Like, his positioning's good defensively. He's coming forward when he has the chance to, but not at the uh, – not with exposing the defence. He's, he's putting some good balls into the box for, you know, strikers to get on. Um, yeah, he's just – 
his positioning is really good at the moment. Yeah, I was a little yeah. bit sceptical at the start of the... Sorry, Joe. We've all done that now <laughs> on this segment. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, at the start of the season, I was a little bit sceptical because he was he's always kind of been a bit of an A-league mainstay, but he was never someone who lit it up. But with his pace and still with his defensive awareness and the fact that he can get forward, he's not... Well, we saw him the other week score a couple of goals in the one game. One was a massive surprise and a fluke and whatever you want to call it, but still goal of the season. Uh, I feel like he just slots into our system perfectly. The way that we do involve our full, the way that we do involve our fullbacks uh, in our uh, attack as well. And the fact that they're quick enough, Josh Rosen probably not as quick, a bit more technical, a bit stronger, a bit smarter, but yeah, the way that they're going forward and going back, they're adding a different dimension of the team where last season we were playing the three at the back and had the wing back. So there wasn't that defensive dimension. There wasn't that solidity there. We were having a lot coming from them going forward. Obviously, Connor Payne playing in that left back position, but defensively, we weren't getting nearly as much. And I think it really suits both players in our full back role. Yeah, I'd say um, best full-back partnership in the league at the moment, Caruccio mm. Risden. Um, just touching on Risden, though, does need to reel himself in a bit. He lunges in. A, he's been starting to lunge in a bit too much. I think he's on his third or fourth yellow so far. So he's got it's a fourth. fourth, so one more, and he's out for a game. And, like, uh, yeah, just touching on that as well, Luckily, he, lucky he didn't get sent off because that ball was still in play when he handled it. It's risky. Very, very risky and, and for just, the player at his experience. Stupid. Like, very stupid. We don't usually see him do too many stupid things, but um, gave away a yellow far too early, you know, when he really shouldn't have. Um, I don't know if he just had a bit of rush of blood to the, to the brain for that game, but he was very, very mm-hmm. rash. Still played quite well, but I thought, geez, he's living on the edge here. He was really, um, like... Top Gun pushing it to the limit. Um, I reckon maybe give him a rest at some point. Let Tomoki have a spell. Um, also touching on that, it was nice to see Tomoki get the armband when Josh came off because he's been he's been there. It was, it was the, upside down. Yeah, that's Rizzo's fault though. He put it on him. Yeah, that's not Tomoki's yeah, fault. <laughs> but I, I did um, enjoy seeing that. Um, but yeah, um, Garuccio, back to the very start. Tremendous, and he's getting better every week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've we've touched on the handball incident. Does anyone want to comment on it? Anyone else? Jay had a good. No, interview. Jay covered it pretty well. Yeah, just cool. silly. Now, here's a, Rush it one. Yeah. Now here is a discussion for you. I feel Lockie Wales threw everything he had at this with some decent shots at goal. How do you think he's got, he went this game and thus far this season? A little bit lackluster this season compared to last. He, he was, for a bit last season, he was one of our shining lights. Uh, even during a phase that we were playing pretty well. But uh, this season, kind of the way that we were talking about Risden just then, not rationing his challenges, but rationing his play. The final ball's been a bit, uh, sometimes he's taken the wrong decision. Uh Absolutely amazing this game, though. He, it was like Lockie Wales of his peak games last season, even though even those few games the season before that we saw him tear it up for Melbourne City. 
he was, he was back to if he can keep playing like that for the rest of the season, he'll contribute plenty of assists, plenty of goals for us. He was back to his close to his best, I'd say. He was um, brilliant this game. Um, didn't make my top th- my top three, but honestly, I had about f- six players. I had a six way tie for one point. I just had to pick one. Um, he needs to improve his shooting, and then I think we've got a fully formed player. I think he's shooting. He's just shooting at the wrong times. He's not. He's scuffing the ball a little bit. Um, but I really think that um, his ability to cut in and at least try and get the shot off or get a pass off is one of the best, if not the best in the team when he's on. He's very good at it. Um, yeah, just on what Caleb said, decision-making's got to be better and um, just that extra bit of quality and he's a he's a well-rounded player. Just let me add to that. He's also had four assists this season. So, like, prior to Prijevic really coming into form, he was one of our a, a big like component to our goals with those four assists. So just a little bit of a topic there. I think he's doing yeah. well, but our expectations are aren't measured and we expect last season's performances. I do think oh, on that, I do think he's a better creator than a finisher. If he adds finishing to his game, which is what Jay was saying, that mm. will bring me all roundedness. Yeah, or um, pass the ball more because he has. He's, I feel like he's yep. just having silly shots at times. We saw a few weeks ago Lucy um, going off at him. In the end. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, yeah, yeah. Do um, either do what you're good at or improve what you want to be doing at what you want to be doing. Um, four assists is is good. Hopefully, he gets into double figures this season with the assists. Yeah. Yep. Um, any final thoughts on the game, Kelsey? No, like I said, no point that I think we were going to lose it. I always, just, just watching the game, I felt like we were always going to get the three points and it was job done and we move on. It was good. And again, shout out to the um, Tassie West United fans. Yeah. Good to, win a, good to win a game by more than a goal as well. Yep. Mm. And still keep a clean sheet. What's that? Yeah, yeah, that number eight nice. Number eight now, I think. so. Yeah, yeah. clean sheets. Yeah, and we also have the good. most um, one-zero uh, goal line scores in a season. Just as a little yeah, and we're only we still got another twelve games with the reg. So yeah, uh, we're going to get to player of the season. Did you guys want to read out your own, or do you want me to blitz through? Happy to blitz, ah, blitz through. Blitz them. Blitz through. Okay, Kels, you did three to uh, to Prio, two to DP, one to NTS. Lab, you did three to Prio, two, one to two to DP, one to Rizzo. Jay, you did three to DP. No, nah, that was the change. Sorry, that was the change. Changed it to Wales. Okay. For the one I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Good was call. the change. Good call. One for one for Wales. Look, I feel Rizzo was still really good. It was just, I feel like, yeah, he had two rushes of blood for the whole game. The rest of the game, I felt like he was solid. But at the end of the day, his experience should should show a little bit better than that. So, following on from that. Yeah. After, so sorry uh, about that, but uh, my apologies. <laughs> I misinterpreted the uh, group chat. Uh, Jay yeah. did three to DP, two to Prio, one to Wales. Scott did three to La Sticker, two to Kilkenny, one to Leo. I did three to Young for that KO punch, two to Prio, one to Wales. That's literally in my notes. And ding, do you guys ding. have it? <laughs> do you guys want to know who's currently winning the season? Is it La Sticker now? Jamie Young. 
It is currently, because uh, Lev changed the vote from initially what I had, the sticker is currently winning by one point. He's on 58. Oh. Oh. He literally, had, someone has finally dethroned Josh Risden, who's on second on 57. Okay, Alexander Priyavich yeah. is really starting to climb at 44. Leo Lacroix coming fourth on 44, tied with Jamie Young. Jamie. Yeah. Uh, I was coming... going to say, he's got to be up there. The season yeah, it's going to sound well, those, right. those, are the top, those are the top five so far. Yeah. No. yeah. Coming sixth is Connor Payne. Nikolai Topper Stanley, seventh. Eighth, Neil Kukenny. Garuccio, he's really coming from behind, coming ninth or eighth at 20 points. But yeah. Who'd have thought NTS in the in up in the seventh as well? well you a, know, in front of the likes of Garuccio and and Neil and all that. Very surprising, well, but a welcome surprise. Well, Diamante has five season, points. That's what I was going to say. Compared to our first season, where every week it was Diamante three, Diamante three, and he pretty much ran away with it. It's been a lot tighter this season. I feel. I feel like Diamante is going to score at least uh, 35 points though this season. I think he'll come back oh, he'll um, come and have a better better second um, half of the year, but not catch the other guys. only thing I'll add is Jamie Young will probably be top three if a certain member actually gave him a vote once in a while. Yeah. Yep. Well, he'll There's be a lot of emotion, Caleb. Honestly, that performance against Sydney... The performance against Sydney, undeniable. Maybe not, um, maybe not uh, Perth. Although, like, he still made one good save and commanded the box. But Sydney, I reckon he must have plucked the ball out the air forty times. I reckon they put yeah. the ball in the. In, I, it felt like every time I looked up, he was just taking a specky, you know. And remember, um, he's not a ripper keeper at the end of the day as well, which makes it more impressive. Yeah, do you know how tall he is? Four foot ten. And he can he's still get up that. I thought, I thought he was five he's foot not one. four foot I ten. Thought he, I thought he was five foot one. <laughs> Sorry, five foot three. Yeah, he's five. He's foot five three. eleven. He's five. He's five eleven. He's he's literally one inch shorter than me. He is. Yeah, he's shorter than me. In comparison to the other kids, I'm six though, foot. He looks tiny. You know what I mean? He's he's like, around I'm, my height. Like I think yeah. I'm shorter than him. Like I'm, he's a couple yeah, of inches you shorter take, than you me. Take a piss just because. Usually you don't have keepers under six foot. That's actually no. pretty rare to see. Um, well, even Ryan Scott's not the tallest keeper in the world. Taller uh, than Jamie, he's, but he's not he's the tallest keeper in the world. Yeah, he's one inch taller. Yeah, he, yeah, he, Ryan, he, Ryan six. Yeah, he's literally my height, Ryan Scott. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, so it is, is a bit of an inside. You know, I think your average you, Four your keeper height. I think you you. you the perfect keeper height would be like uh, Allison or Edison, six, probably 6'4". You probably yeah, want to. Six, 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 four. Yeah, 6'4", yeah. But um, Jamie Young, very, very athletic. Boy, he can jump. Like like Ryan Scott, they can both jump and dive, and, you know, you'd love to see it. So yeah. um, shout out to the world's shortest uh, goalkeeper. It's not the world's like shortest goalkeeper. <laughs> he yes, he There's only one him. thing to do at a time like that. Yeah. But Bring no, him back. Some... <laughs> yeah, guys. We love we'll you, Scotty. We'll take a minute. Um, if you're a passionate 
if you're as passionate about West United as we are, you won't want to miss any of the season's A-League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A-League Live or Sportsmate in the Apple Google Play stores. Check it out. We'll have a link in the podcast podcast description. We're big fans. It's literally how we write and argue the stats. We send screenshots of it to each other, calling each other dickheads with stats. It happens. Uh, but, yeah, we'll move on. Do you guys know what's next? Game preview. Because according to Whoa, I'm on fire today. It's game preview. I'm terrible today, aren't I? Uh, young child, everyone. I've got a three-month-old. It's amazing. Love it. Now, on Saturday, the 5th of March, West United bring the wagon train back to Ballarat to take on the eighth-place Jets. This is the 3.05 p.m. time slot and does not line up with the Begonia Festival in Ballarat. But the Botanic Gardens is quite pretty, and the Bridge uh, Bridgemoor Farmers Market is on. I would also recommend uh, Red Duck Brewery, banger. I've got the XPA tonight. Big fan. They do a, a saisons. They do like they do a great variety of beers. I'm going to possibly hit that up at some point during the day prior to the game. Uh, yeah, just want to show, throw out a few other things that are on in Ballarat on that day. Uh, yeah, pretty keen. Any, any comments, or just, I'll just keep going. Keep going. Well, look, keep nice going. to get back to the rad rat, but as we said, we want one or two games a season there, so I think that's all we've got. So yeah, it's a nice it'll day, be a out. day out. It'll be yeah, it'll be a good day out for a change. So yeah, it's nice later in the season. Uh, well, since the it's been closer a- to me than it is for uh, now than it is for Amy Amy Park, so I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, bloody Thornhill Parks. <laughs> now, since the we've been able to throw uh, to down Sydney and Perth without deer and pain, would you expect either to be rushed into the side? As I said earlier, no. Mate, we're, we're doing fine without them. Let them heal. Let them get fit again, and then put them back in when ready. I'd like to see Diamante come on though at some point sooner rather than later. Get a goal because I think it's going to be his last season. To be completely honest, I think it'll be his last yeah. season. Even if he does, like, uh, is he signed on for next season as well? Uh, from the commentary, they said Not he yet. wasn't, but he said he'd kind of been telling people on other podcasts and stuff that he had a, a contract given to him, which the club have said isn't true. So I think it's a bit of a gray area there. Um, Who knows? What, I wouldn't be surprised to see him next season. season, but it'd be a Durante role. He'd be coming off the bench at that point, I think. Yeah. Do some hand I'd gestures, like, have some fun, lob the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see the rugby score from from open play because I still yeah. think, or even from a free kick, I think I still think he's easily a best free kick taker. As good as Neil is, Diamante still yeah. is, you know. Yeah, I think Neil's a better penalty. Kilkenny's yeah. a better penalty taker. Uh, Dim is a better free kick taker. I'd say. Yeah, that, that's why I said free kick, not penalties. Yep. Goes, yeah, I I think if we all cast our minds back to George Cross, oh jeez, pulling a pulling a Kepper. <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, yeah, the, I believe it's still in orbit with Keppers. Yeah, I think they're both still in orbit. Yeah, they are. That is literally yeah. what Kelsey just said. Oh. <laughs> That's Kepper going. I, I reckon they're both like... still in orbit, like with Keppers. Oh, I do really? I was just thinking <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> and John Terry's. What is it like? Seventy-two yeah, million, Kepper? Is that even worth yeah. the money? 
Am I, am I not, when you, not when you pay 70 for Allison. Nah. Not when you're paying like 40 for Mendy, and he's tremendous. Not when, not you when you've got Jamie Young, Young on the free. Jamie Young on the free. Oh, what about that? Yeah. <laughs> We will uh, I'll keep going. Sorry, I cut out there. For for someone who just paid him a lot more money to Telstra for better intro, it's going well. Um, <laughs> what else can we expect from the starting 11? Probably similar, if not the same. Um, it's hard to probably, say. Uh, like maybe DP doesn't start, maybe Payne starts. Um, mm. Maybe you could even throw Theo a start. Or Bayou. But uh, the core group will be the same. Yeah. Our back four will be the same. Goalkeeper will be the same. I think you start, maybe even start both strikers, but I think Previch 100% is a no, start. Start goal, both goalkeepers, man. Just take it easy. Oh. Which one do you play Oh, Probably uh, probably Jamie Young due to the height thing. Those four centimetres, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm not really fussed. You know, whatever lineup we put out, I think they'll gel well and play well. Yep. As I mentioned, we've got two good players in every position. So, yeah, it's not as much of an issue as it has been for season past. Yeah. Mm. Kelsey, anything to add? No, look, there might be a tweak here or there, but the team all know what to expect. Every player knows what to expect, whatever position they're in and what they need to do. Cool. Now, score predictions, Leb. 3-0 Western United. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think this is going to be our first 3-0 game. Yeah, look, we've scored three once this season, but I think, uh, look, it's not easy because the opposition hasn't been perfect. We've been really good. It could go the other way. It's the A-League. You never know. But it's one of those games where you think we're on a roll. Uh, we're that solid at the back. And I think, for once, the fact that we've had games coming thick and fast will back it up with another strong performance. The fact that even though we're going to Ballarat, it's still a home game for us. We're still going to have our fans there. Yeah, I'm looking at this 3-0 and just stay at the top of the table. Look, yeah, I'll say 2-0. <laughs> oh, I was just waiting for... Oh, you finished? Okay, 5-0. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I think we're going to okay. butcher them. 5-0. Mm. Four different goal scorers, too. Who's getting the, Who's getting two goals, though? Prio. Yeah. But yeah. You two goals it. and an assist, yeah. at the very least. And I say, I say Prio for two, Wales, DP... Wenzel Holes, all forward scoring. Or maybe Lustica instead of Wenzel Holes. I'd like to see Dylan get another one. That's uh, sure. no, no, no. Jamie Young scores. Yep. Fuck it. From a corner. Yeah, I was just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll take, I'll, oh, look, I'll take a 1-0 if it's Jamie Young heading in from the corner at the 94. So I'll do it if he does it yeah, direct no, from think... the corner. He actually takes the corner and scores it in from the corner. I want minimum four now, nil though. I want to score that goal to be plus ten by the yeah, end. We of need to get our, We need to fix our goal difference. Yeah. yeah. At the plus end of the day, look, we've still got games wins. clear. We don't need. Yeah, I know, but with goal four goals behind, behind but it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Four goals behind City, so we need to we need to up that. 
four nil. But I know it's not points in the bag. I know it's not points in the bag, but it's still a game in hand. On top of that as well, if we run the same level of games, probably a bit more to worry about. Yeah, but if that that game in hand is one point, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, that's look. I, I I do understand that. I just think no, no, I'm not saying point, you didn't. It's not as, cru- as crucial as clean sheets and one nil wins. Like he just bust out clean sheets and one deal wins. I like it. Uh, so, um, side note: Did you guys see all the press that's been coming out online and in papers in the last twenty four hours about Western United? It's been. It's really. Uh, we're not used to this good kind of publicity. It's very unsettling, if anything. Like news.com.au. Like I thought they were just like pushing the liberal agenda, but they're about like Western United at the moment. It's pretty crazy. Did also, you want to see any of that? Yeah. 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 So did I. I. Like, yeah, it's weird. Mm. It's it's great Look, to see, though. I'm enjoying it for the three more weeks that it lasts till the AFL season <laughs> starts. Yeah, yeah, put it that way. Even I've even seen Channel 7 and 9 cover the A-League, like, on their morning shows, like, putting some time into it, which is unprecedented. But we'll keep Didn't moving. Did you go on one of them? Yeah, a while Didn't ago. That was, two, that was Channel 10, though. That's, like, a given. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but we'll get into the tipping comp. Um, uh, quick note: I believe you forgot to tip Wallace, and now someone else, someone's in second. Yeah, we'll, I want to get to it. I'm trying to. But you, you're talking to me, buddy. <laughs> you forgot to tip. You were flexing last week, and you forget to tip. Uh, FYI, I'm giving up. I'm vacating my 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 title run this season because I can't be bothered checking every night to see if an A League game's on. Yeah, oh, I'm giving up on my fantasy, but the tip and oh, I'm pulling back a little. Now, nah. we'll go through it. Now, Methodical Flamethrower mm. is currently winning on 35 points, tied with Woodston 99, but with a goal difference. Sherlock Machine, loose member <laughs> of the pod, and Kelsey's house cohabitant. He's on 34 for, th- for third. A-Trax, he's... he's I don't like that win. fourth place. Yeah, A Track. Like we don't want. Place. Yeah, A Tracks. Uh, we we don't know if we can trust him with another trophy. Um, I'm yeah. I'm steadily behind at fifth. Uh, Lebby, you're coming pretty good at seventh. We're coming um, back. I'm out. coming back. Yeah, don't call it a comeback, man. Um, shout out Harris Harris Mania. The uh, Joker baby's going okay at twenty at uh, fourteen. And, Not uh, bad. Kelsey, I haven't just... tipped. I haven't tipped since December, so I'll take that. And uh, in contrast to Scott winning the Western, currently winning the Western Service Crew Dream League, he's also coming second last in the uh, <laughs> the more prestigious All Out West one. But just wanted to go through that. Debatable. Next, we have I don't have anything for around the grounds. You guys have anything for around the grounds? I don't have anything. No. Uh, um, uh, we had our Liverpool spiel before, so. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into carded. And I have something I want to address. And I think this is like A League memes mentioned this as well. And I just want to say, like, the fact that some fans from clubs have complained yeah. about not rescheduling games or getting plays out of Brisbane and New South Wales in flood affected areas earlier so they can see the game. Wow. Wow. I'm just. That 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 oh privilege that is just that is mind numbing. Those people need to be there for their families. Like this, oh, 
That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. We won't make too much fans that done that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, there's, there's been a bunch of other clubs as well, but yeah, expecting the clubs to like, they, they were trying to save an accommodation. Why would you fly your team out earlier when it's like an hour plane trip to play for like, it doesn't make sense. It's a, a like they're a professional, way- yeah, they're a professional football club. It's, it's, it's not that much. <laughs> yeah. It's an hour. Like, Driving, I remember driving to work in two hours. Yeah. Like, I didn't get to like stay a night for work. But yeah, anyone else? Oh, look, I have three. No, I, I have think, three of them. I think that was a good one. I think Kelsey's up. He's got a few. Okay, yeah, one to Opturn Sports for their constant coverage of bloody um Celtic games. You know, they're the first team to get knocked out of all three European competitions. Don't mention that one. It's all pro Celtic this, pro Celtic that despite all their historic <laughs> abuse cases. Let's just leave it's that one for another range. day. And then even when Rangers win, oh, no, it's all about Dortmund. They've had one Rangers article all year. Come on, be a little bit less biased. Second one. To the referee, for, I believe it was Sean Evans, for the Melbourne City CCM game. For the City oh. penalty, that was, you know, oh. that was a shocker. And then the non-CCM penalty. That was the, you know, biggest gimme of a penalty all season. His studs were in his ankle. In fact, I believe he's still pulling them out. And thirdly, now I'm going to pre- uh, start this off by saying I haven't spoken to Scott yet and I don't know where Scott sits on this. But I have spoken to a few other Chelsea fans, all supporters from 05, what a, what a shock, who are all talking about jumping ship if um, Chelsea start to slip or don't get as much funding. This is, you, you support your team through the good times and the bad teams. Bad times, you know what I mean? You, you don't just jump ship because, hey, my team's not successful anymore. Sometimes the money well runs dry. Sometimes you have to earn your own players with through your own profits. Try it sometime. I love that. Agri Kelsey's I'll add a card. I'll add a card. Damn, in I think I just went in at a fugue state listening to that. <laughs> uh, second point, <laughs> I just blacked out. Back. Sorry, dude. <laughs> well, sorry, I'll... <laughs> Yeah, so I'll add, I'll add a point to... Labs uh, up, labs up. It doesn't up. just seem to be Melbourne City. It seems to be the City Football Group as well. Yeah, seems to be the whole City Football Group because you saw that travesty at the end of the Goodison Park game against Everton as well. Oh, the handball. You know, my affiliation. And and I hate both I, I hate both clubs. So it would be better for Liverpool if City did lose for the title. But at the end of the day, I want to see Everton get relegated too. Massive injustice to evidence. Why do we have VAR if we have literal donkeys running it? Yeah, it's not the problems, the people that are using it. When millions of people yeah, are the home technology watching is not an issue. When the millions of people yeah. are home watching oh. games can make the decision in 10 seconds, but the people... The one thing we need to bring out, which is exactly what they do in the NRL, for the NRL bunker and the cricket, let us know what they're saying. Let us know what the umpires are telling each other, what the referees yeah. are telling each other. They won't because they're incompetent and they've got no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. That's why we can't hear what they're saying. Every other, like NFL, NRL, cricket, whatever, they're all mic'd up and you can hear what they're all saying. AFL, which is a backward yeah. sport according to Kelsey, still have it better. And they, their camera angles are shit and they've still got a better yeah. goal review system. And then it's just unbelievable that we don't even have that at the highest level, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the fact the that it's, look, A-League, you can make one point. But... He keeps bombing out for me. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, that was no, he's not me as well. We might have I just to just, to just press so on. Best. 
at Lebby, Lebby you're cutting, cutting in and out. I is it me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're cutting in and out. Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought it was me. But yeah, it's a travesty. Right. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. I've got Jay? my red card, and I think it's much worse. I'm just going to play a quick video. <laughs> If you've watched Paramount Plus, you've seen this ad 40 times per I'm day. out, guys. Fuck Do this. Mate, internet. They have the worst advertising campaign. I cannot stress it enough. I hate them. I hate them so much, and I want to stick a corkscrew in my ears every time I hear that ad. And it's literally four times per ad break. Get some new ads. Get your shit together. It's Fucked me off to no end. I hate that ad so much. Biggest red card I've ever had. Bigger than the VAR. We could blunder VAR every week. They could make handballs legal, and it'd still piss me off less than that fucking ad. Okay. I think we should... To add to that, though, quick, sh- okay. quick, sh- quick shout-out to the Rock Lobster of, of the sport one, too, because that's very, very similar. But that's gone. Oh, so. yeah. Thank Christ. Like Rock Lobster. It all starts with a yes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. They okay. Let's move on for our hate for opt- uh, ads because um, ads just suck in general. I'm ch- I'm looking at you, Clive Palmer. But this about wraps us up for the week. Don't forget to check us <laughs> out on social media for up to date West United content. Share, like, subscribe, and review all West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? Jean Luc Brunel.